Welcome to the Back Row Texan Show. Brought to you by the Back Row Sports Network. I'm your host, Branson Thomas, talking all things Houston Texans football. Here we go. Welcome back, Houston Texans fans, to another episode of the Back Row Texans Show. This is episode 18 for us. We are cruising along, and I'd like to thank everybody for listening in and joining in. But, you know, why stop there? You know, continue sharing it with your friends and family, and let's really grow this thing. Um, Week three is in the books, and unfortunately, it is another loss for your beloved Houston Texans. Uh, We are 0-3, but... You know, I'm an optimistic guy. I like to think of myself as a half glass full. And we've been in this boat before. You know, a couple years ago, 2018, we started out 0-3, ended the year 11-5. By no means am I saying we are going to go on that kind of route and win nine straight. But the schedule does get easier, and it starts this week with the Minnesota Vikings, who are also 0-3. You know, living up here in Minnesota, this is the week I have circled on the calendar, because, well, frankly, I thought both teams would be better off currently than the situations they're both in, but everyone around me is a Minnesota Vikings fan, and I am the lone Texans fan up here. Um, I will be dressing my two-year-old daughter in Texans gear, uh, even though my wife says that won't happen. I will wake up earlier and make sure it does, so I will at least have her on my side, and I really look forward to this game. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, But before we get into that game, we have some stuff to talk about that's happening in the league right now, and that is of the Tennessee Titans and the COVID issues that are going on. If you haven't heard already, which you'd probably be living under a rock, um, the several Tennessee Titans players and staff members have tested positive, thus it's kind of created an issue for multiple teams. Obviously, them themselves, uh, they had to shut down their facilities and all in-person activities while being tested, as well as the Vikings. The Vikings played them last week, so they also had to shut down facilities and everything until they had taken multiple tests and had multiple negatives. Um, Luckily for the Vikings and for the Texans, the players and personnel all tested negative. So they actually were able to open up facilities today and can continue football activities in preparation for the game. From the beginning, the NFL had told the Texans uh, to continue on and act as if they were playing a game this weekend. And it looks like from everything that's gone on, they are. Uh, Like I said, the Vikings all tested negative, so there's no worries there with them coming to NRG. And we will have a game. As for Tennessee, they continued to have people test positive throughout the week and their game versus the Steelers this weekend has been postponed. There were talks of a Monday or Tuesday game but they have decided with the continuation of people turning up positive that it will be postponed until week seven. 
Now, the Tennessee Titans had their bye week scheduled for week seven. Um, Steelers actually had theirs for week eight. Luckily for the league, Baltimore, who the Steelers play in week seven originally, has their bye week in week eight. So what they will do is then bump Baltimore's bye week up to week seven, push back the Baltimore Steelers game to week eight, and have Tennessee and the Steelers play in week seven. Thus, you know, for all you fantasy owners out there who are packing James Conner and Derrick Henry combo, I really feel for you this week because you just got screwed. That just, you know, bad luck on your part, and you don't have to worry about them on a bye week the rest of the year. So that'll get pushed back, and honestly, if if the Titans keep getting people testing positive, it's hard for me to see them actually playing next week as well. So their opponent next week is probably going to have to do some shuffling around, and I'm sure the league is already looking into that as well, um, just as a precautionary measure. Texans don't play the Titans for a couple of weeks, so that I don't see us being affected. Excuse me. Um, so, you know, that's that's kind of that news. It's it's very big news, and the league is doing what they can to keep it, you know, under wraps as much as they can, at least. But we'll see going forward how that happens. You know, this is kind of the this is the first real test for the NFL uh, with COVID. So, you know, it this is kind of their. Uh, their first try and attempt, so we'll see if they get it right. You know, hopefully they do. Hopefully for the players' safety and, and for the league to continue on, uh, they do get it right. But that's really it that I've got for, you know, around the league. Um, let's move on to the review of the Steelers game. You know, we, we started off strong. You know, we were we were up, and I was, I was pleasantly surprised. You know, it... This was an offense I hadn't seen before, and we started clicking. That first half was amazing. It really was. And I couldn't have been, you know, happier with what they started out doing. And it, it really was a tale of two halves because come that second half, the Steelers decided, you know what, we're just going to attack, 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 and that's what they did. They had six drives, I believe five or six drives in the second half, you know, and four of those were three and outs. I think we had a total of like 58 yards in the second half, and you can't win games that way. You can't, and our defense was gassed again in the fourth quarter. That seems to be the theme for all of our games is our defense being gassed because our offense can't stay on the field. The play calling has been suspect at the very least, like I'm, I'm not sure what is going on there, at all. You know, and you know it can't just be blamed on the play calling. You know, we'll kind of talk about you know some things like Watson. He's been very conservative with his throws. You know, he's not anticipating people being open. He's waiting until they are open, which you know that kills your yards after catch and kills potentially big plays because if a wide receiver or tight end become open they aren't for long so as soon as they get the ball then they are tackled if you throw them open and anticipate it they can make a really good play the offensive line isn't helping him out so he is getting a lot of pressure 
and he's trusting his abilities, you know, so much that he's going to escape and try to make something happen rather than, you know, hit the quick hot route, you know, dump it off to the running back or the tight end or something or throw it away, which, you know, has, has led to several unnecessary sacks. And even the interception that happened in the game, I blame on that. He's not really, you know, scanning through the field, through his progressions. He's kind of one, you know, clicking almost, you know, just not smooth. And, you know, you're missing opportunities and you're not getting through all your progressions by doing so. And like I said, he's having his issues, but the whole team seems to be like, look at the offensive line. They've continued to swap out Max Sharping and uh, Clemente you know, back and forth, and neither one of them have done very well at all. You know, Sharping had a real issue staying put and standing his ground. He was moved around with ease, you know, and Clemente, he has several plays that you could definitely blame him for the play getting blown up. You know, then you got Martin, Fulton, and Howard who all had their issues as well, you know. Fulton got whooped by Tuit all night long, you know. And Titus, anytime they did an inside move, he basically left open a path right to the running back or to Deshaun. And that's got to change. You can't have that. You've got to stand your ground. You've got to get that first punch and really do some damage. I mean, Tunzel is literally the only one who's doing anything good for this line. And thank God, because we paid an arm and a leg for him. The blocking doesn't just end with the linemen. The tight ends and the wide receivers are doing terrible. You know, I saw several times where Cooks and Cobb both basically blew their blocks, and that person then blew up the run play. And same thing with, like, Jordan Aikens. You know, he was a couple times motioned to the backfield to be lead blocker, and it, it probably would have been better off if he wasn't there. He'd get in, Desha uh, get in David Johnson's way, and that guy he was supposed to block would make the play. So it's just stuff like that. You know, and as for the defense, like I said earlier, they did really well in the first half. They were pressuring. They got a couple sacks, and it slowly but surely got worse as the game went on. They are super gassed you know their fourth quarter they they can't even barely be on the field and the problem is is they are on the field the entire time with the offense going three and out as many times as they have been it really puts pressure on the defense and those guys can't stand it they can't so you know hopefully this week with the vikings defense being as bad as texans defense are currently we uh We'll be able to have longer drives, you know, sustain more, gain more time off the clock, and really let our defense rest because that is the only way we're going to be able to win games. We have to let the defense rest. So that is going to be the key is drives that contain several first downs and ultimately end in scoring. That is how you win the game is scoring. But mostly it's to keep the defense off the field. It's the only way we will win games this year. 
So that'll be it for, you know, kind of our review. We lost 28-21. We didn't play very well in the second half, and they did. They turned on the gas, and we really need to learn how to keep our foot on the pedal and really go, keep going. We let off way too much, and that seems to be Bill O'Brien's MO. But either way, something needs to change with the play calling, or we aren't going to win many games. And we don't have an early pick to look forward to. It's not like, oh, if we don't lose many, we'll get an early pick and get somebody good. No, that pick was traded away for Tunzel. So if anything, you have the Miami Dolphins fans cheering beyond reason at our demise. I don't see any help coming in the near future. We brought in Earl Thomas to come do a physical and was going to have a workout. And that was the same day that all the COVID stuff started happening. So there were talks of he did his physical and then left without the workout. And it was said that it was COVID related, that the NFL kind of put a stop to everything and that he had to go home and there'd be a workout later. Um, over the next couple of days, it was said that they were just parting ways not because of the COVID issues and that there really wasn't a connection, we'll say, between the two. Both the club and Thomas were not a good fit for each other, according to people inside the Texans organization. So many of you really were pushing for that. Many of you are still pushing to sign AB. And I, who knows, both of them, I don't see as good fits for the locker room. I don't. Both of them are excellent players and would make this team better immediately. Heck yes, they sure would. But it ain't going to happen. There's no way that they sign either one of them. If you don't sign Thomas there, you're not going to sign AB later. You won't. And so bring on the Eric Reed talk again. You know, his agent came out again and said, hey, I'm ready. I'm staying ready for any team that wants to give me the opportunity. And he didn't have a bad year last year, and he played hurt. So maybe he could be a good difference, and him and his brother would own the secondary. But either way, I don't see that happening this week. So for this week's game against Minnesota, home in Houston, the key is going to be pressure and stopping the run. What we can do to win is if we can contain Dalvin Cook. If Dalvin Cook has a good game, the Vikings are in it. If you contain Dalvin Cook and make Kirk Cousins beat you, this year especially, it seems that that is an issue for that team. So the key would be to stop Dalvin Cook. Make sure somebody is on him at all times. Because their offensive line isn't that great either. And we can get pressure. You know, I see at least two sacks from J.J. Watt this week. Put it on the board right now is that's my prediction. He's going to get in there and wreak havoc. You know, Charles Minihue, who's been playing well, has an injury or is injured now and is questionable for the game. So hopefully, you know, we can we can see him there and that he gets better quickly. Uh, but we also need to see Jacob Martin more. He's good at the pressure. You know, we need we need to put the pressure on them. You know, have them have quick drives and keep our defense off the field. Get them off as soon as we can. You know, without Stephon Diggs, whom they traded away this year as well, you really only have to worry about Adam Thielen. 
Now, last week, their rookie wide receiver, uh, whom they drafted, it did a really solid job. You know, he busted off a long, I think it was like 78-yard touchdown. He's got speed. He is a very talented receiver. But again, he's a rookie. And, you know, rookies struggle in the first half of the year. They always do. It is the way football works with wide receivers. The second half of the year, they tend to do a whole lot better. They learn the game speed. They do that. But we're in week four, and I don't think you need to worry about him as much. You stop Cooks, and you double-team Thielen, and you will win this game. Simple as that. But we have to sustain drives. We do. That's as easy as it is. We have to run the ball hard. We need to do more bootlegs. That is the best thing for Deshaun Watson. And Tim Kelly said, that's not the route we want to go. Which most Houston fans will sit there and tell you that's a terrible idea. All the hopes we had for Tim Kelly's offense and him calling plays this year has all been but destroyed. You know, everybody wanted a new playbook, not for Tim Kelly to call Bill O'Brien's plays, and it seems more or less that he is calling Bill O'Brien's plays. And if he's not, he learned from Bill O'Brien too much, and it's not working out. My prediction this game is Houston is going to pull out its first victory. The Vikings have young cornerbacks and are actually lower on their depth chart now because of injuries at the position anyways. So we will not have issues scoring. And I see us winning 34-21. to 21. Get our first win of the season and take another step towards a better year. You know, now that there are seven teams that can make the playoffs, it is easier for an 0-3 team to make it. But it's not going to be, you know, super easy. We can't overlook this team or we will get kicked in the mouth. Dalvin Cook is no joke. He is a great athlete and a good running back. He can catch the ball out of the backfield and can run it right down the middle. We have to focus on him. You stop Dalvin Cook, keep him contained, you have a great chance of winning this game. And for God's sakes, get David Johnson on the outside some more instead of pounding him right up the middle every time. Come on, better play calling. On a bright note, we get Duke Johnson back this week. You know, he has been a full participant and a much-needed addition to this offense. You know, he brings spark. He's quick. He can run the ball just as well as David Johnson at times and can catch the ball out of the backfield very well as well. You know, have those packages with both the Johnson brothers on the field at the same time. That is a good package to implement and stick out there. Because the defense really won't know who to who to watch. Do I watch Duke? Do I watch David? Do I watch Deshaun? You know, you got a triple D backfield that can do some serious damage if they just trust it. But like I said, this week's a fun week for me. I get to spend it here in Minnesota amongst all my friends. And I will be repping red, white, and blue for sure in a sea of purple. I will definitely, definitely be cheering, and talking as much smack as possible. Hopefully my Houston Texans don't let me down. That will not go unpunished, for sure, if that is the case. But either way, 
whether you're out there with friends, family, or you're sitting at home watching it by yourself, stay safe, be smart, don't forget, go Texans! <laughs>